listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth if you like being in the outdoors or you know a young adult who likes being in the outdoors maybe working with young people with kids of really of all ages we have an opportunity for you today is your day we are going to chat about opportunities to serve at camp this summer Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, Signe White, Executive Director of Camp Perkins in Idaho. Signe, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks for the invitation. We always enjoy chats with you and the images that you put in our minds of where you get to live and serve every day in the beautiful hills of Idaho. For our listeners not familiar with Camp Perkins, before we get into our story today, just take us on a little trip to where we are today. Well, yes, Idaho out west, not to be confused with Ohio or Iowa, which often happens. And uh, yeah, so Camp Perkins is just 10 little acres of land, but in the middle of vast wilderness in the Sawtooth Mountains, of central Idaho at about 7,000 feet elevation. And we are situated on the edge of a lake where the sounds of campfire echo across the lake and up back to us on the, from the mountains. Right now, you would be greeted by three feet of snow and it does <laughs> not appear to want to leave. But I believe by summer, we will see the earth again. I'm very confident. Is that <clears throat> is that normal to have three feet of snow in, in springtime, March, April-ish? Yeah, what's normal? Okay, that's fair. I would say it's, no, it's not. It's <laughs> normal, although it's been like that for the last two years. Only we would be not having two to three feet of snow right now, but maybe a foot, so... What's the difference between two and three and one and five? It's all the same. And snow is snow is fun, so it's not like not like there's a huge downside to that. Yes, snow in May is less fun, and and it's what it's an adventure because it's kind of melting. So you you do something called yeah. post tolling, where as you're walking, your foot goes down to the bottom of the snow pile while the rest of your body tries to stay above it and so it's good exercise training for staff training coming up so we're getting in shape by trying to post hole our way across camp <laughs> so where does camp perkins fit in with the the rest of the world of loma camping experiences yeah, so Camp Perkins is a part of the NALOMA, National Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Association group, and we jointly recruit the college-age students from across the country to work at our camps. In fact, I have a new honor of being the joint recruitment chairwoman, so it's actually my job to try and help all the camps to find the amazing young people to work at their camps. So we are one of 26 different camps across the country who are currently looking for another approximately 130 staff, if you can believe it. We've already hired about 300 and 
70, close to 400 staff for the summer at those different camps. And we're still looking for about 120, 130 different to be filled for the summer. So we have got a job for you. I have great memories of being at camp as a summer staffer. And I know that there are a lot of great things that happen at camp every day for our listener who's not been at camp before. Sarah, that would be me. Sarah's one of them. <laughs> what happens at these I camps know. across the country? What happens at Naloma camps across the country every day during the summer? Yeah, every camp is a little bit unique, but of course, there's some very common things that happen. I mean, the kids come typically on Sunday and they leave on Friday and in between they're assigned to these community cabin groups where they get to work together as a, a team to accomplish a bunch of things during the week and get to know each other. So during the day, you'll have a morning motion and breakfast. And then after breakfast, usually there's time for a staff meeting or games, Bible study, lunch. And then in the afternoon, there's a lot of activity time, canoeing. Um, some camps even have paintball courses and climbing walls and challenge courses and sailing. And uh, some even have motocross. I mean, it's just a vast array of activities. A lot of camps do uh, have courses directly on their site. So they have, they hire wranglers. So the kids all get to experience horseback riding, whereas other camps, you would go out and go horseback riding somewhere else. Many of the camps have lakes. So there's canoeing, kayaking, paddleboarding, sailing, inner tubing, all the things. Uh, even there's a couple of camps that have motor boats. So then they pull kids behind on tubes and the counselors are trained to do that. And then there's other camps that aren't on water and they find other ways to have fun in the woods and playing lots of games. Most camps end their day in a very similar fashion, which is one of my favorite parts, actually, is after dinner and probably some sort of all-camp game where everybody plays together strives to accomplish something as ridiculous as gathering string and tying it together, you know, because that's what you do at camp. Most of us end the day with something we call campfire. And it sounds like just what it is. There's a fire and we sit around it. But mostly we're not sitting. There's a lot of singing and uh, using our bodies kinesthetically to remember the words. And uh, some of the camp songs, people kind of think of as silly jumping up and down, moving our bodies, clapping, shouting, things like that. But I'll never forget being at a church and having a, a lady tap me on the shoulder and say, are you that Kim Perkins lady? Yep. Yes, I am. <laughs> and she said, oh, I need to talk to you after the service. So I met with her and she said, do you know that one song with the sound? And I was like... <laughs> I actually do. I mean, maybe there's more than one, but I know the one you're talking about, I think. And her sister was struggling with cancer, and it was that song that she had learned at camp that was kind of getting her through the day because it talks about how Jesus died for our tears, and he washes away our fears and, and takes care of our fears and anxieties, cares for our every need. And that song with the was bringing her relief from pain every day. So campfire is one of my favorite things because it teaches kids things like, yeah, God is a radical God and he came from heaven to earth to save us and he died on a cross and he teaches those things. So when they go home in a car, they might be yelling and laughing and giggling, but those words come back to us later. And that's so amazing and special for 
the faith to stick with them past those days at camp. We just filled a week with all those things. Those are really amazing opportunities for kids to do all of those things. I hear one of the camps has mountain biking too, which is the one I need to check out. That is definitely my thing. Well, how does how do all of these hundreds of summer staff make a difference for these kids every day? It's amazing when I just this morning I was visiting a school and visiting with the the classroom kids at one of the Lutheran schools here in Salt Lake City, and with a little girl ran up to me. And when I say ran, you have to understand she has braces on her legs from cerebral palsy. And she had been at camp the last uh, summer and her counselor's nickname was Seeker. And, but her real name is Grace. Her, her birth certificate name is Grace. And Grace carried this little camper around camp all week long because our camp is on a mountainside. So it's not flat and not friendly to people who have difficulty walking. And Grace carried this little girl from the cabin to the dining hall to the lake so she could canoe into the campfire area. And then because this little girl did not learn to swim, she carried her into the water with a life jacket on so she could experience something we do, a special tradition at camp called the grizzly bear. There's no bears, I promise. No grizzly bears. Anyway. (laughs) And it's just going in the water for one minute, but it's like this rite of passage and everybody else in the cabin was going to do it. And this little girl thought, I won't get to be included. And she wanted to belong. And so much of her life is spent not belonging. And she wanted to be a part of it. So Grace carried her into the water so she could experience being a grizzly bear. And her face, there's a photo right after this experience and her face is just lit up with joy. And today I saw her in a classroom and her first question was, is Seeker coming back? I had to break her heart and tell her Seeker's getting married. But uh, even married people can work at camp, just saying, that's a thing. But she is not coming back to camp this summer, but I promised she would get to meet all sorts of other people. But that counselor's willingness to go the extra effort, make the extra effort to make sure that Marley felt like she belonged, that she was a part of things, that even she could experience the water and all of the other activities allowed Marley to feel safe and open and vulnerable to hear the gospel. So she gets to be a part of things, and the counselors are the ones that make that happen. And kids come with all kinds of things. This little girl had braces on her legs that you could see, but there's lots of hurts and pains and struggles that we don't see and are not shown with braces. But they come with those things, and the counselors get to nurture their faith and play with them and give them an experience of welcoming and belonging that they need. Uh, all those kids needs and the counselors need themselves and they get to be in a community at camp with other people their own age or experiencing the same kinds of things they are and that's just a, a beautiful thing you really do get to know the people you serve alongside at, at camp during the summer you learn a lot about them you learn a lot about yourself you learn a lot about uh, your your limits <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you see, <laughs> and you get to see each other in those moments too, where you might be doing your best or maybe not your best as well. 
What is that? What kinds of relationships develop out of those scenarios where you're serving at camp? For many of the staff they that serve at camp, some of them have grown up at the camp, and so they feel very comfortable there and they know things right away. And then other staff are working there for the first time. That was my own experience. I had never even been a camper as a kid. And I ended up working at a, a Lutheran camp in New York and met everybody for the first time. And I was very nervous to walk into that experience because I thought, well, they don't know me. I don't know camp. I don't know anything about this. Honestly, I don't even know why I'm here. And I walked in to this room full of people who were kind of all moving in the same direction. And it's like they all knew what to do and I didn't know. And then they just turned to me and welcomed me in such an amazing way. And I still talk to many of those staff that I worked with back at Camp Pioneer in 19, several years ago. (laughs) But this, this staff is in a community that can embrace you. I like to say you find your people. There are people who... they might not like exactly everything you do and they're not going to be exactly the same as you are, but we are all there for common purpose. And because we are moving towards a common goal and serving in a community of common purpose, it binds you in a very special way. I mean, there's very few other places where you live in that kind of community for that long and get to know each other's habits and vulnerabilities, your worries, your anxieties, your joys, and you share all those things. And for many, it becomes lifelong friends. For some, it's a short-term community that they are a part of. But for many of us, it's a lifelong friendship and encouragement that you can go back to year after year. We're going to learn more about those opportunities to serve at camp this summer in just a moment. Our guest today, Signe White, Executive Director for Camp Perkins. We are learning about opportunities to serve at camp this summer. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are talking with Signe White, Executive Director of Camp Perkins, one of several camps as part of National Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Association and learning about opportunities to serve this summer at camp. And before we went to break, you you painted a, a beautiful picture of what it's like to, to get to serve at camp. And I think one thing that we haven't mentioned yet is when you serve at camp, during the summer, typically you live at camp during the summer. Um, yes. you, you, you work and learn and serve and live right alongside your, your fellow partners in this adventure during the summer and right there alongside the kids as well. What's it like to live at camp? You mentioned that for you walking into a camp for the first time, um, you hadn't been a camper at a summer camp like that before. What was it like living at camp for the first time? It was a lot of fun. Honestly, I didn't know what I was getting into, but it turned out to be something I think I was born for. I just didn't know it. You live in 
for at many of the camps, you end up living in a space together with other people. So you're sharing dormitory style spaces, although some camps you're sharing tents and tree houses and something we call Noah's Arks. And you share those spaces and you get to have those late night conversations where you share your faith and you experience things. You process your day in a way that with those shared experiences that allow you to open up and be more vulnerable. Me, it was beating people who were fun and quirky and challenged my faith and asked questions and didn't let me just live on the the surface of things, but wanted to get to know me more deeply and still liked me once they did know all of those things, including what I smelled like after five days of not showering. (laughs) We do encourage the staff to have good personal hygiene. However, sometimes... We get to know each other in deeper ways than we ever really wanted to. That is fantastic. So what kept you <laughs> what kept you coming back? Cuz I mean, you're you're still part of camp today after all of those years. Why are you, why is this such an important thing for you? Yeah, actually I took a little break from camp. I worked as a summer camp counselor for two summers or three summers actually and then I graduated from Concordia University, Wisconsin. Thank you for sponsoring this very coffee hour. And I became Mm -hmm. a high school English teacher. I served for five years at two different Lutheran schools and and loved it. And I loved that that everyday interaction with the kids. It was such a joy to be a, a Lutheran educator. But a friend of mine who had worked with me at a camp just suggested that I might enjoy doing this full time. I did not think that would be true. I truly felt this calling to serve as a teacher. And then I visited the camp and I interviewed and I fell in love with it. And I served at Wall Camp in Illinois for just a few years. And then I took the call to come out to Idaho to Camp Perkins. And one of the things that is something I go back to every year is My mother, who this was a little bit of a frightening moment, pulled out a letter I had sent her like 20 years earlier. So that was a little scary that she kept everything. Uh, But she pulled out this letter I had sent her when I had worked at the camp in California. And in it, I described my week. It took about a month to write the letter. This, oh yes, letters were things that happened before texting and email, just to clarify. Mm. <laughs> so it's on a piece of paper and it's a, a pen. And I wrote her a letter and, and in it, I explained that this particular week I had been asked to help serve in a, as an assistant to the program staff. And so I wasn't a counselor, but I was working in this background role and doing all these things. And I said, unfortunately, that's the word I chose to use. Unfortunately, this makes me think I might like to do this for the rest of my life. I completely forgot about that. And she pulled that out and handed it to me when I was getting in my car to drive to Idaho. And I pull that out once in a while. And I think, what did it, what did young Signe understand about that community of believers and living in there. And I I love to pull that letter out and remind myself that God's call comes in times and ways that you just don't expect. And I'm so thankful that uh, it has not been an unfortunate experience for me. 
And moms are cool like that <laughs> with those, you know, keeping track of some of those things oh, and, yes. uh, and sharing them at the, the opportune moment. That's right. Uh, well, <laughs> what, a, what a great story. And so glad that you ended up back at camp. And as an educator, how has your experience as an educator or even for an education student, how is camp a valuable experience for those who are looking at serving in, in Lutheran education in the future or serving as a teacher in the future? What's that overlap there? Oh, my goodness. Classroom management. You learn <laughs> how to help those kids get along because it's one thing to have them for, an, you know, if you're a high school educator, about an hour a day, but then in grade school, you might have them for multiple hours a day. And we like to think they would just all get along and sit and listen, but that is just not the case. They are full of energy and enthusiasm and hormones. And when they are at camp and they're living in that community, it's it's just times 20 or 1,000. And so you learn how to help them navigate community and living together. In, and you have them for a longer period of time in terms of 24 hours a day. So it's a different kind of experience. So you learn classroom management, behavior management, problem solving, conflict resolution. You also learn how to work with your peers because even the staff, you know, we when you're living in community like that, you might have people that you don't 100% get along with all of the time because on this side of heaven, we are all flawed and sinful. And so you learn how to get along with your peers, how to resolve conflicts with your peers. And there's even things outside of that uh, when you are not just for the classroom or, or educators, but you're learning uh, how to stick to a job, time management, how to move groups from places to places, how to get a team to work together to accomplish a goal, which many of us use in all kinds of different jobs. So there's a lot of job skills that come out of being a camp counselor, and you'll never work harder <laughs> in 24, on a 24-hour period than trying to get third graders to get out of bed, brush their teeth, and get to breakfast. Like, that's that's some solid work right there. Andy is nodding knowingly. <laughs> this is true. Or or eighth graders. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that might be harder. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of great life skills applicable to basically any future career. That's what I'm that's what I'm hearing out of this. So true. anybody can be a camp counselor no matter what they're looking at in the future. You mentioned about 130 positions still open this summer. What are some of those opportunities available for people who are interested? Yeah, there's about 40 to 45 male cabin leader positions available. So we're looking for, um, for the most part, we'd, we'd like to have young adults who are a year out of high school. So or older, a year out of high school or older. So male cabin leaders and about 45 of those, about 35 female cabin leaders and then the other positions are mostly support staff. So anything from kitchen support, housekeeping, lifeguards, wranglers, social media. So a lot of camps have photographers. They put together videos and marketing packages, healthcare. So if there's any nursing students out there, a lot of the camps will hire somebody who will come and spend the summer working in their healthcare centers. So there's a, a quite a variety of positions available. So even if you're like, well, I, I'm not sure I want to try and get 10 third graders to the bathroom or eighth graders, 
there are other positions available in the background, even maintenance. So if you're going into engineering or project management or construction, all of those kinds of jobs are available at the, a variety of camps all over the country. So if you want to be in the mountains, there's camps that are looking for people to come and work there. There's camps in Illinois, in Indiana, in New York, if one in Massachusetts. So they're just all over the country, an opportunity to just serve and experience a different part of the country. And the, as we mentioned earlier, when you work at camp, typically you live at camp. So even if you're serving in some of those support roles, you might still have the opportunity to live on site at camp and you eat meals together, you live together, mm-hmm. you sweat together. That's mm. just life at camp. What are the next steps then if you're interested in one of these opportunities to serve at camp this summer or to learn more about opportunities to serve at camp? What's the next step? The best opportunity is to go to noloma.org, and maybe that could be in your show notes, but it's loma.org, and there's a page you go to to fill out a candidate profile, which tells us what your interest is. And in that, you can select what type of role you're looking for. You can also select which camp you would prefer to work at. It doesn't mean that that camp can hire you for that, but it helps us understand what your first and second choice might be and also what region of the country you might be interested in. So just going to the website, checking it out. And then there's actually a directory of all the camps who are looking so you can click around and and visually see what, what the camps offer and what types of positions they are looking to fill this summer. Very good. N-L-O-M-A.org. You can learn more at National Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Association. And uh, with just about 30 seconds, so uh, say you're you're thinking you, you probably, you know, maybe you're offered a position at a camp this summer. What are some things to think about in terms of preparation for camp for this summer? Physically, just trying to get out and walk. Staff will walk 20, 30,000 steps a day. And mentally to start preparing yourself for dealing with different people and socially urging, just getting out and experiencing different people in different places. And spiritually, most of all, to be in prayer and to be seeking uh, other people who would pray for you through that experience to be an encouragement to you. Letting your family and friends know what you need for support throughout the summer while you're away is also extremely important for your success for the summer. God's Word and care packages with chocolate chip cookies. Amen. Those are important. <laughs> yes. Signe, always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for the opportunities to serve at camp this summer. We'll include the links in our program notes today as well. Thanks for being our guest on The Coffee Hour. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere.